you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Football, Brant, Traeger, McCordy, Erdahl, we're all back. Welcome you inside Good Morning Football, presented by Rocket Mortgage. We are live in New York City Wednesday, July 26th. I'm Jamie, that's Kyle, that's Peter, that's Jason. Guys, we're getting into training camp today. The Steelers, the final team mm -hmm. to check everyone in, veterans and rookies reporting in Pittsburgh, and then all 32 teams will be in camp. You guys, big news yesterday into the evening. Justin yeah. Herbert, speaking of heart, Chargers heart, Justin Herbert, five-year contract extension for their quarterback. We're going to get to that in a second. Mm -hmm. It's the lead block. Lead block. Chargers said, you're a keeper, Justin Herbert. That's how the team feels about their QB1, Herbert. And they expressed that feeling by signing the guy to a five-year, $262.5 million <clears throat> contract extension. With more on that deal, of course, here's our guy, Ian Rappaport. Never been any question for the Chargers about whether or not Justin Herbert is their future star franchise quarterback. The only question really was, when was he going to be compensated like one? All of that happened Tuesday afternoon. Sources told colleague Mike Garofolo and myself that the Chargers and Justin Herbert agreed to terms on a five-year, $262.5 million contract extension, the new highest-paid quarterback in the NFL at 52 $0.5 million on an average yearly basis. Just a massive, massive deal for Justin Herbert in the contract that includes incredible guarantees as well. Listen to some of these numbers. $218.7 million in guarantees, $100 million in year one, topping the previous record of $80 million. All good for Herbert, who now is locked in for the Chargers now and into the future. The only real question is, when does Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals do their own deal? Stay tuned for that one, but certainly no more questions for Herbert and the Chargers. <laughs> Rap Sheet, we appreciate you. Justin Herbert now sits atop a pretty impressive list as the highest average salaries per year, clocking in at $52.5 million. Does make you wonder though, and we'll get to this, where Joe Burrow will land on this list is that draft class is kind of due for payday, if you will. But that's a question for another day. This day belongs to Justin Herbert and the Chargers and their decision to move forth with this young man. Jamie, I'm just looking at it. I know. Josh I know. Jacobs led the league in rushing last year. Yeah. Can't be found. Can't Doesn't know, know, know where plane. he is. Yep. I'm never coming back. I'm on yep. a plane. It's, it's unbelievable. The, the kids, throw the ball. <laughs> Throw the ball in the yard. Throw it. Don't run it. Throw it. Yesterday we were discussing Saquon and just, you know, he's got to make three different incentives and make the playoffs to win yeah. an extra No, if they win the Super Bowl and he scores 100 touchdowns, he makes $50 from the Giants. It's incredible. Herbert, $262 million. Raise your children to be quarterbacks. Then those, those tires on a rope, swing it back and forth and throw it through the tire. You got it. But when he hits the window, you got to 
switch positions. Like, yeah, this is get out of here. It's a kicker, maybe. No. Um, so the news dropped. It's great. When we do our show. The questions come in. We start thinking about the questions. This one came in as red yesterday because the news dropped yeah. later in the evening, around yeah. 7 o'clock Eastern. But Herbert will never be in the red again at this point with $252 million moving forward. Peter, Justin Herbert, news, contract extension, your thoughts? Yeah, it's an NFL record, and yeah. it sets the bar. And I think Joe Burrow might exceed it. Or if Joe Burrow yeah. wants to take a team-friendlier deal, he'll make $230 million. I don't know. And something like that, but it's like this is what it is, and we do the sticker price all the time. But I believe Tom Pelissero put a post out there like in 2012, Aaron Rodgers signed a deal to mm -hmm. make 20 million a year, and everyone went bananas. This is 52 million a year, it's hard to <laughs> put your 52 million a year. Uh, 52. Um, I remember is, when Ryan Sandberg was making seven million a year, no one could believe it. <laughs> seven, they used to put all the baseball players on Sports Illustrated's cover and <laughs> right, right. say, Here's how much this player makes, we'll be furious. Eddie Murray makes a million dollars, like yeah, what? Right. Um, it's it's now. <laughs> it's bananas, the money, and this is just football. Think about baseball and basketball and what those guys are making, but it's all relative, and I think, you said it yesterday, you don't pay someone based on prior performance. You base the, you pay them based on the future, and I think mm -hmm. the future is very bright for Justin Herbert. We know he hasn't won a playoff game yet, but they have surrounded him with so many pieces and so many guys that are built like him mm. in that wide receiver's room. I think this wide receiver's room might be the best in all of football. And Take a look at their heights. You know you know, Herbert comes in 6'5", 6'6". This is who he's throwing to. 6'2", 6'1", 6'3", 6'1", 6'4". And that's without even the tight ends who are 6'5", 6'6". Herbert has this offense and I, beyond just the wide receivers, he's getting Rashawn Slater back as left tackle. Slater, who had one of the best rookie seasons two yeah. years ago, mm -hmm. went down with an injury. Jamari Salyer is going to move mm -hmm. over. He was great last year, a sixth-round pick. And then you get the Kellen Moore uh, experience at offensive coordinator. Kellen Moore has been lights out with the Cowboys throwing the ball and putting the ball through the air. Mm -hmm. Had a chance to, sp to speak with Kellen yeah. over the offseason. I mean, you're talking about – he said he called it a – we're playing at a different jet stream. And when oh. you see that, you're like – the heights, well, why does height matter? When your quarterback's 6'6", and every receiver's over six six foot, and the corner's at 5'11", and 5'10", and 6 feet, you can throw the ball higher, and you can play the game in a different latitude and a different height than everybody else. I think that this deal is paying on that production. That Okay, Herbert's our quarterback one. I'm sure it was painful to get there. It always is. But I can't imagine how happy they are in Los Angeles this morning knowing they're starting camp and Justin Herbert is set for the future and he's got all those weapons around mm -hmm. him. Yeah, I remember earlier in the offseason, Tom Telesco, the general manager, was on with Pat McAfee and he said, I'm not losing sleep over paying Justin Herbert. Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that. Justin Herbert early in his career has just been lights out. When you look at the numbers that he's put up compared to where quarterbacks have been in his first three seasons, first, second, first, second, that's what he's done early in his career Trace, you said it. He hasn't won a playoff game. And I think sometimes we hold that against players. I think it came down to a matter of for the Chargers, are we better with Justin Herbert or are we better without? Because at this point, the quarterback market is just insane. You look at he's at the very top of it. And if I went around and polled you guys, all right, give me your top three quarterbacks. How many people have Justin Herbert in their top three? But when it comes to money, he is number one. And that's because his deal is up. And the whole way the CBA and this market works in the NFL, the thought process is when I'm a free agent, I have to make more than the guy before me. And as you guys open the show, that's what's so disappointing with the running back market is yeah. that's not happening. But for Justin Herbert and for the Chargers, it's a great day because you know you have your quarterback for the future. You can build around him with those receivers. Austin Eckler showed up. He's going to be there. Now the thing comes down to with Brandon 
Staley, Justin Herbert locked in there. What are the Chargers going to do this year? Are they going mm -hmm. to be able to take that next step? Not only win a playoff game, but go ahead and do some damage once the postseason starts. This is why the draft is so amazing. Mm -hmm. I just love the draft. 2020 draft, the COVID draft, Joe Burrow's bell of the ball. I wonder how everybody in Miami's feeling today. Mm -hmm. So they take Tua right in front of Herbert. But to take the two apart aside, I went and did some research last night. Like, the takes on Herbert were so rough. That's Polarizing cool. prospects. Oregon guy, yep. inconsistent. Like, I, I pulled up tweets the second the second he was drafted. These are Chargers fans. First tweet, I hate my life. <laughs> Next tweet, we should have been Isaiah Simmons or bust. Like, they were mad about Herbert. And then the real pedigreed people, like Joel Klatt, wouldn't draft Justin Herbert in the first round. Darren Gant, who I read all the time, they will regret taking the new Blaine Gabbert instead wow. of signing Cam Newton. I like Blaine Gabbert. That franchise guy is a following on social media. Herbert's a guy who just stares us in the face and says, don't draft me in the top 10. I call these guys out and we, we have to own it ourselves. Like, we weren't that sure either. Huge arm, but like, he hasn't accomplished much. And I don't know, Tua was so special. Yeah. Is he the guy? But... I think it's fun because we look at Herbert now over the last couple years like this was a no doubter. It was a matter of, of, of when. Like when are they going to sign him? My question is at what point during the last few years did it become a no doubt max contract guy? Okay. Because you, you draft these guys, you go from we're very excited about their future to wow, they're showing us some things to we might have something here mm -hmm. too. It's a matter of time. So like, I know the moment. Week 14, 2021. Chargers are playing at home against the Giants. Oh. It is the end of the first half. Chargers-Giants, unusual matchup. It's a third and 11. The Chargers are on their own 40. And this is the moment Justin Herbert decided to get this contract from the Chargers right here. Here we go on third down. Here comes the rush. Rolling to his right as Herbert sets his feet, takes a shot downfield, has Guyton. Caught! Touchdown, Chargers! There is one quarterback in the NFL that can make that play, and he is on the field here this afternoon. 59 yards, Herbert to Guyton, and it makes no sense. That's the greatest throw I've ever seen. I I'm not kidding you. All right, let's understand. <laughs> Daniel Jeremiah, all he does all day is watch throws. Yes. And right here is when they got the contract. They were watching up in the Chargers tough front office. They're like, well, start working it. Start working that abacus and that calculator. Daniel Jeremiah in full surrender cobra speechless. Yeah. Like, what is it? <laughs> Swallow the canary. Like, he just looks lost. And the guy does it morning, noon, and night. That was the moment. No, the big wins have not been there. Yes, he has to beat Mahomes in the playoff and Allen and all those mm -hmm. guys. Uh, and they might have just spent 262 on the fifth best quarterback in the AFC. But he's money. He's awesome. He's unbelievably respected, talented, everything. Yeah. That was the moment. I can't wait for more moments. The same season, uh, yep. Thursday night football, first time Troy Aikman got to see him. Right. Mm -hmm. He's in the booth, and it's it's Raiders versus Chargers, and I reference it awesome, often. He'd never seen every other every other pass for Herbert. You just hear Aikman going, whoa! And it's like, <laughs> these guys hadn't seen wow. him. Wow! Yeah. It's like, because he was stuck yeah, in that yeah, little yeah. market. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Justin true. Herbert, he's the real deal. I know he hasn't won a playoff game, but he is the real deal. I'm glad you went with that draft class, because, you know, watching... Tua and Joe Burrow that college season you know those East Coast Eastern time zone games for college That's are true. so important mm -hmm. you, know, you come out of Oregon and I remember going to the National Football Foundation dinner in December mm -hmm. where they name they award the Campbell Trophy mm -hmm. which is the best football player who does the most community service and okay. the smartest guy Justin Herbert won that year mm -hmm. I didn't know much about him even coming off the SEC he got up there and spoke and I was like I'm 
kind of impressed and I felt embarrassed that I didn't know more mm -hmm. about his football acumen if you will coming in then he gets drafted and I see this uproar and still part of my gut was like but he seems like a great guy and now all of a sudden he's taken this team and this locker room and mm -hmm. obviously his skill set has developed so much what I love is that now there's this sweet spot between 218 million and 230 million and Joe Burrow there's a meme of him at LSU with like the slick yeah. back hair and he's just smirking <laughs> and like that's just what we're gonna see now for the next no. I don't know one day 12 days whatever because mm -hmm. you know he's gonna fall somewhere in between that so congrats Burrow to that, a trick up his that draft class. Yeah. He does. The draft class, I mean, I, he, he may do something unpredictable. I agree. You know, For the I mean, team. Yeah, I, I, might, I, I, yeah. It would not surprise me if he took less. It's just he's yeah. an, an original thinker. I don't know. Maybe he won't. Who mm. knows? Mm. People have 300 million. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Get it, right, exactly. Uh, football yeah. is back. We started the show with it. We're going to keep saying it. Celebrate by watching as teams across the league take the field for training camp. Back Together Weekend, presented by YouTube. This team will be at four different training camps this weekend. Two full days of practices. Interviews. Mic'd up moments. Fan Fest. We've got you covered across the league. It's a can't-miss NFL reunion. NFL Network and NFL Plus. If you don't have it yet, get it, because it'll have you covered with coverage on July 29th and 30th. Additional coverage can be seen on ABC and ESPN. Go to NFL.com slash weekend for ways to watch. But still coming up on our show. Do the Colts have the most interesting quarterback competition heading into training camp? We argued about this last year. Old school quarterback competition. You just don't see him anymore. Whiteboard Wednesday. It's one of the topics. Yeah, we're flush with them this year. I like it. Plus, all right, so pressure in Foxborough. Mm. Which one of those two gentlemen is feeling their own kind of pressure more? Is it Mac? Is it Belichick? Who's on the hot seat? Does that even exist there? Right after this. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. for the first edition of Camp Chronicles. All 32 teams have now reported to training camp, including the New England Patriots. We just heard from their veteran, Matthew Slater, say that Bill Belichick has the same vision for this team as he did for the past 20-plus years. So let's get into some Patriots talk, shall we, Jason yeah. McCourty? Who do we feel has more pressure on them this season? Is it Mac Jones or is it Bill Belichick? Mac Jones or Bill Belichick? Million-dollar question. Uh, <laughs> for me, it has to be Bill Belichick. I look hmm. at... Throughout the course of New England Patriots, and in the past 20 years, they've been the best team in the NFL, you can say. And obviously, Tom Brady's been there. We've heard Asante Samuel. We've heard so many people say, all right, now Tom's gone. What has Bill done lately? And I think beyond that, when you look at the New England Patriots and ownership, Robert Kraft, I remember I was kind of looking up stuff, and I saw back in March, Tom Curran. He's covered the Patriots since I feel like I was a little kid. He's been around that building. He called the relationship between Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick icy right now. That there's different rumors and everything milling about. And Kraft is about winning. Being around that organization as an owner, he wants to win. He wants Super Bowls. And that's the expectation. So for Bill right now, we looked at it last year, and 
to blame on Mac Jones. Some of them went, well, he had Matt Patricia and Joe Judge coaching him on offense. And Bill said it all year long. If there's an issue with coaching, put it on me. So I think now as Mac goes into his third year, he kind of got a reprise last year where it's just like, well, let's see what he does this year. And now the kind of doors open to see what leap he can take. I think for Coach Belichick, a lot of people are looking like, all right, what is it going to yeah, be? Yeah. Where do they stand? So I think it's him that has the more pressure. I'm surprised to hear you say that. I thought mm-hmm. you were going to go with Mac. Mac is just more like t- up to the minutes. It's headline yeah. worthy. But I'm actually in Belichick too. The Mac thing is micro, of course. Like in this era of Patriots football, it's a big deal. He needs to play well this year. You don't mm-hmm. know where he's going to be. But I look at the Belichick thing, and I'm going to bring something up that mm-hmm. Jason's kind of alluding to, and that some people in our industry or our employers get a little frosty when you point out. But it's just facts. This is just completely objective facts. And here it is. Got Tom, 763, 30 playoff wins. Without Tom, it's sub 500. One playoff win is a brown. That's cut and dry. And people say, well, of course, if you're, he, that's his quarterback. You take away his quarterback, you know, how's he supposed to win? No, 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 no. I can point out many great coaches who in many different eras of their career have won with different quarterbacks, whether it be Andy Reid now, whether it be Bill Walsh back then, whether it be his mentor, Bill Parcells, who reinvented himself several times. I'm waiting. It's time. Tom leaving was maybe abrupt, unexpected. You had a great thing going. We had a few years, okay? You did get to the playoffs, got your doors blown off, but you got there with a rookie quarterback. Mm -hmm. If they go 6-11 this year, and it's like another year, you are crowned as the greatest coach in team sports history. We don't even compare him with any contemporaries. Bill Belichick is compared with Red Auerbach and John Wooden. Show us something. You run this team. You build it. So the Mac Jones thing is is in minutia mm. compared to books will be written about this, of the post-Brady Belichick. So it's time to reinvent, and it's time now. So if this year f- flops... They're going to be takes, and I don't think they're wrong. Look at, the, look at the numbers. Brady held that thing up for a long time, maybe more than we thought. I think Don Shula had, like, one losing season in 19 years and got pushed out himself. Like, football's a crazy business. Doug Peterson won a Super Bowl, and yeah. two years later <laughs> was, was on the unemployment line. Belichick last year, what they did with that offense, I think objectively, I've got to say, not having an offensive coordinator, it, it was oh, really uh, no favor to Mac Jones. And that offense was... From the summertime, everyone's saying, well, wait a second. You have no wide receivers. You've got no tight end. Wait a second. I, I don't understand. How do you not have an offensive quarterback? You have a young quarterback. How do you not have a quarterback in his ear that's mm. talking? How do you not have a full staff? How are you going to go with Patricia and Judge as the guy? And Belichick just steamed on forward. Um, hubris. That could be the word. Maybe it was hubris to say, don't worry, I know better. Um, I'm going to show Mac cursing. Wow. Swearing. That's good. I like it. Um, this past offseason, they brought in some guys. We'll see if Juju is the answer. I, DeAndre Hopkins is sitting there as a free agent. Patriots flirt with him. Bring him in. No, we'll pass on him. Do sign a ton of special teams guys to multi, multi-year deals. They do go in the draft and get a new punter and a new kicker. Like, I, I, I'm with you guys. You're I think, tap like, dancing right now, like, Peter. I'm with you. I, I know. There was, a, I think, uh, Florio in Pro Football Talk did, like, a, a list of, like, the top coaches in the NFL uh-huh. and like I was in my head I'm like oh it'll be Belichick one and then we'll go from there yeah, just because yeah. that's what we do yeah sure it wasn't Andy Reid's one yeah mm-hmm. like that's the first time we could say that that Belichick's yeah. not 
the top coach mm-hmm. right now in the NFL because the last few years his team hasn't been as successful. But Andy Reid has Mahomes. Andy Reid had Alex Smith. Andy Reid had Donovan McNabb. Like he wins. Andy Reid lost Tyreek Hill, and their offense got yeah. better last year. Mm-hmm. 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 I don't know. I, I hate to three. I mean, Jamie, you tell pressure. Us. Well, I, pre, I want, I'm going to pretty much do what Peter just said. Pressure is relative because yeah. essentially for Mac Jones, this is his job on the line this mm-hmm. season. For Bill Belichick, is it his job on the line? Is this the season, or does he have maybe two to three yeah. more? Is When's it? RKK start talking? Exactly. But I think I, I think Mac Jones, like this is your three. Like mm-hmm. you can't go through what is it three offensive coordinators in what will be three years and not have some semblance of an answer in terms of what you are going to be like as an NFL quarterback that rookie year we saw great flashes second year no flashes no flash in the pan the team it was so confusing it was the Bills season but for pressure if that's the word we're going to use I honestly think it's equal weight I understand that Bill Belichick's book is being written Mac Jones his little chapter is being written too but that doesn't mean the pressure is any less intense on the quarterback for the Patriots so I think Bill O'Brien is under pressure I think he needs to come in and perform compared to what happened last year offensively I have this image of Bill Belichick when he makes those really random draft picks or when he signs these special teams guys and he's got that smirk about him like don't you can't you wait till I prove you wrong it's like we haven't really been proved wrong in a while when we question Bill Belichick Mm. and what he's going about so I need something to click in terms of the decision making that Bill Belichick does otherwise it's going to be that awkward thing that coach does where you're like did that pan out I feel like it's been a couple years since his odd decision making has panned out yeah and it's been interesting because you you mentioned like the job security and him and RKK and it was a little while ago that Bill in his press conference talked about over the past three years the Patriots coming at like 27 in cash spending and RKK followed up and was just like he's never had an issue if he's come to me and said he wants somebody we've never been afraid to spend to get those guys so I think when you see those two answers and it's just like What's really going on? We talked. We saw Gerard Mayo was flirting with other opportunities, head coaching interviews. They kept Mayo. Is he the guy in wait? So I think the pressure when you talk about it, Bill Belichick is different from Mac Jones. We see quarterbacks come in all the time. Doesn't pan out. You just mentioned Justin Herbert and said when he got drafted, someone compared him to Blaine Gabbert. Yeah. Like, that happens all the time. Bill Belichick, mm. an opportunity or even a possibility that he could be replaced sounds insane. Mm. It is, so many years. It is uncomfortable. Shula reference, you know? Yeah. Shula couldn't reinvent. Great. Mm-hmm. Tom Landry. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go back to the 2018 offseason. All right, the Patriots had just lost to the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Mm. And veteran tight end Rob Gronkowski had been having one of the greatest seasons of his career. I had Gronk on my podcast yesterday, and he revealed a story about what happened that following offseason after he and the Patriots hit about a bit of a rough patch. Take a listen. Hmm. How can you trade me? I'm retired. And then they're yeah. like, and then everyone took it the way, like, oh, oh, he doesn't want to go to the Lions. Like, oh, Detroit, F Detroit. And everyone was coming at me. All the Detroit fans were like, oh, how do you not like Detroit? All yeah. this F you too. And I was like, no. Nah. Just in the back of my mind, I was like, nah. It was just, it was just that I, I just wasn't going to get Patriots traded. are nothing at the time. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Patriots are nothing. I go, we got to win one more Super Bowl. So how'd you guys, I, I mean, obviously, how'd you guys repair all that? Because you go and you do win that other Super Bowl and you do come and play the clutch thing. So like that season has to be a little awkward or is it just, this no, is business is business, football is football. Business is business, football is football. Still showed up, did my thing. And we won the Super Bowl that year. I knew it was one of the best decisions. You know, I was so glad that I, I vetoed that trade. Some context there. Yeah. So the Patriots tried trading him to the Lions. Mm. And the Lions are like, we're in. And Gronk told Belichick, I'm not going. 
I, I veto it. I will, I'll retire instead. Um, it got really ugly at one point, and then Gronk was saying, as he saw, but there's some more where there's a bunch of expletives where he's like, I could be a bleep, and I was being a bleep, mm. and he's like, do I wish I handled it that way? No, it all worked out, but I don't recall that bit. You were there. Yeah. What was it like? I remember kind of that news hitting during that season because we played the Detroit Lions the second week of the season, and we're going into that game, and we're talking about like, Detroit almost got Gronk in a trade, and next thing you know, we go play them, and I said second, I think it was the third week we had lost to Jacksonville and Detroit beat the brakes Sunday off night, of us. Right? Matt oh Patricia's gosh. the head coach there. <laughs> Sunday night football. And it was just as if he knew what we were gonna do. And he would been with Josh McDaniels on the offensive side. Gronk vetoed that trade. Detroit, we obviously got the last laugh one in the Super Bowl, but that night, that Sunday night, they beat the brakes off of us. We had no answers for anything they did mm. that day. Gronk probably was like, damn, Detroit might not have been that bad of a move. But mm -hmm. all in the end, like he said, we won the Super Bowl. It was a good time. Sometimes you have to be a bleep to get things to go the way you want them within this league. And Grok understood that, and he stayed where he wanted to be. We're going to play a game later in the show where we talk about something that we just love about the NFL. And sneak peek, one of mine is I love players that talk and tell stories. Like, I love this version of Gronk. He's out there. He's happy. But the fact that someone can reflect back on their time, kind of a controversial time, yeah. and just tell you the honest truth, which is a fantastic way to do that on your podcast. The what-ifs are always fun, but I just love this version of Gronk telling us what really happened. Mm -hmm. well, what else did they tell us? What else did you into Peter. Yeah, he's great. He's talking about him and Martellus Bennett were in the same tight ends Here we go. for yeah. a while. And Gronk was like, it would have been the greatest season of my career. Gronk was on pace to have the wildest year, and he talks about the Earl Thomas hit that he oh. took. Oh. Punctured long. Mm -hmm. Said he then herniated his disc. He said he was on pace. He In just five games that season, he was already over 1,000 yards, mm. and Gronk was about to go terrorize the league, and he says that's one of his great regrets. He never got a chance to finish that season. They win 28-3 to that Super Bowl. He says, still a pit in his stomach. He didn't get to play in that game. Mm. Oh, my God. I remember yeah. trying to get back. I had a couple of those. I think I had a Jets game. Martellus Bennett, I, I believe, wrote a children's book that season. Yes, did. And uh And what could have been that title? The imagination. The season with Peter Schrager, great storytelling, long-form version. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Good morning, football! <laughs> Time for Whiteboard Wednesday. What was the acronym you had yesterday? PHW. Oh, that's that's your Robert Sala's. Your hard Robert work. PHW. Sala. That's what he's on. Yeah, but we're on Whiteboard Wednesday yeah. today. Uh, with Tom Brady retired, the Buccaneers have a lot of eyes on who will be starting at quarterback in yeah. week one. Bucks GM Jason Light spoke to reporters and had this to say about his quarterback competition. One thing I'm looking forward to is this is really the first time since I've been here. I'm going on year 10 of a true quarterback competition. And one thing I'm looking forward to is just how hyper-focused we're going to be on those practices here at the beginning of camp, for the first few weeks at least, just to see who takes this next step. 
All right, Dre. I can imagine there's a little extra juice when you have a quarterback competition. Mm. Uh, there are a couple around the league for this training camp, so the one that you are most looking forward to seeing play out is, Peter, you go first. I just, I love Jason Light. He's been a friend of the show the for years. I just, I feel for him. Brady was so good. Like, <laughs> can Brady come back? Uh, yeah, you know, he's oh, like, yeah, I'm really looking forward to a hyper-focused quarterback yeah. battle. You want Brady. We yeah. all want Brady. I'm going in Indianapolis because this is the classic one of Minshew, who's been the backup in the NFL for so long and is finally getting his opportunity, and then you've got this fourth overall pick and Anthony Richardson. Mm -hmm. Everything you hear out of Indianapolis is that Richardson is the real deal thus far. He can throw the ball a country mile. He can run. He can do it all. And he actually is light years ahead of where they'd hoped he would have been. Now, he'll eventually be the starter. Does he have a shot at being the starter week one? Yes. That's my question. Does he have a shot at week one? Because Please. you'll have to show it not only with the athletic freak show and with all the stuff you see on Twitter and Instagram and the highlights, it's got to be in the room also, and it's got to be on the board. I don't know if Richardson is going to start week one, but I will tell you this. This is going to be a fun one to battle. This Mitch is win-win. Because -win. normally if yeah. Richardson doesn't start, it's like, due respect, like, oh, they're going to go with Colt McCoy week yeah. one, and that's great. Minshew's blast, too. Also yeah. fun. That's also, yeah. regarding Jason Light, I think his stress level is lower now than at the end of the Jameis regime. I, so I think I think he's been through a lot there. Yeah. So he, he's doing fine. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> he's doing that was fine. tough at the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're fired up about that competition. For me, it, it starts here in, in the oh. Bay, in San Francisco. And I, this competition, okay. to me, is a different one because you look at it and it's like, all right, Purdy will be ready for week one. Well, we're starting training camp now. So if Purdy's not ready, and Trey Lance, remember that guy, Trey oh, Lance, yeah. if he goes out there and he has one hell of a preseason when Purdy is ready, he's going to be QB1, but what if Trey Lance is really good? Well, what if Trey Lance gets out there and he's not good and Purdy's not ready? Remember earlier Kyle Shanahan said, we have three starting quarterbacks on our roster. What if Darnold gets in there and they're like, well, my goodness, Darnold looks pretty good. Does he get a crack if Purdy isn't really ready in week one? So I just want to see how the whole quarterback situation plays out because for San Francisco, they're going to need all three of them this season the way the pass has been. So you I want to see how it all well, – yeah. That's the way it's been. You, you we get watch to see the all of them. So we'll they may see. need more. We're, we're ready for the Darnassance. It would be really fun if wow. Sam Darnold became a real thing like we've always wanted him to be. Darnassance. This one's weird. I'm just going with the Washington TBDs. Oh, yes. You know, it's a great thing with the change of ownership, all right? And they went up to the owner's booth, and they threw water on him, and they took his broomstick back to the wizard, and now... But there is football still. Like, they're going to training camp. As we started this segment, we have what's called a line producer who speaks to us sometimes. Ours, Mark Grillo's just reminding me, he's like, you got Sam Howell and Jacoby Brissett. God bless you. <laughs> Sell it. <laughs> Good luck. Sell it. But that is what Washington has. Here's the deal. Sam Howell, fifth round pick a couple of years ago, is sitting there as the QB1. You can look it up right now. He has one on their depth chart. Jacoby Brissett, who we all love, who feels like one of these guys is going to be around for 20 years on 50 different teams. Apparently, it's a competition, and it's it's a Howell's to lose, meaning just, like, hold serve, just make par for camp. You're starting week one. If you mess up, if you don't have it, Jacoby Brissett is going to be starting for Washington week one in, like, kind of a big year. You know, they got a new owner, but, like, Ron is there and the front office. Like, they kind of have to win this year. So, Sam Howell, Jacoby Brissett is unusual let's just put it that way mm. uh I, I don't know if that one or the tampa one is more unusual yeah mm. Pro at least baker is like won a playoff game you know like mm. this this is an unbelievable thing so i can't wait to watch it because i like weird we had comedian lewis black on yesterday yeah, and he has the true. disdain yeah. he has for the name team name commanders so is good. palpable oh wait i want you to hold that up again i think the washington tbd should be <laughs> like in the too. front runner like for um, let's just hope we have some td because then you can Look it's a howl to mclaurin there we go 
uh, very good. So congratulations to the McVay family. Coach is gearing up for 2023 season, of course. But Sean McVay also has a new task to handle this fall. It's the birth of his son. Here's what Sean McVay had to say about what kind of parent he plans on being. Do you see yourself as the diaper changing type, or will you? Be Damn right, man! I get dirty. No, I'm not just gonna go hands off. I'll get right in there until he poops in my face or something. Like that, you know? Hey, now. <laughs> not not for an anatomy test. Not really how it works. But if you're having a boy, that there's other things that are gonna be That's boys, true. right? Oops I know. Diaper poops in my know. face. Uh, give Sean McVay, please, if you will, three dads and a mom at this table, your best piece of parenting advice for Coach Peter. You know him, so you know what he needs. Very simple. And Sean is one of these guys who will be in the facility a lot. I have to just say, even during the season, date night's important. You mm. need to have a date night. You need to have it once a week, or at the very least, once every. Two weeks. I don't so get care. the hell away from the baby. Away from the okay. baby. I don't care if Kyle Shanahan's uh, the opponent on Sunday. Take mm. Tuesday or Monday night. Take Veronica out. Trust me, I've got a four and a half month old. Every date night, oh, you need dear. to make the most of it. Just enjoy that time because there are going to be some sleepless nights and there might be, oh, I don't know, some, some other things than poop in the face that you're dealing with with a baby. You don't know. Mm. So, Sean McVay, date night is my suggestion. Date night, extremely important. You got to take those where they come. For me, I'm going, I have written on this board, the baby slept well. And this is for all dads out there. If you're not the one waking up at night to go change the diaper, to go feed the baby, never wake up in the morning and say to your significant other, you know what? Wow, he had a really good night of sleep. Slept through the entire night. That was the best night of sleep I've ever gotten. I've made that mistake and my wife just gave me a look. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> I was up the entire night. So, Sean, that's the one thing you never want to do. So go funny. Out, go out on the date nights. So good. Ask the question in the morning. Wow, how, are you all right? Did you get enough rest? Don't assume that he slept through the night. Bad, bad mistake. Hard to backpedal out of that one. My wife sent me a meme that was exactly this. Yeah. It was a picture. Uh, it was like a cartoon in the New York Magazine or whatever it is, or New Yorker. And it's a wife sleeping on the side of the husband's side of the bed. He's like, why? Because I want to see why you don't wake up from any of the noise that I get. It must be the side of the bed that I'm sleeping oh, on. Yeah, that's, that's a good that's idea. Three kids I've never woke up at night. So. Just, no, me too. Oh, you guys are like, married, my skin married is a right woman. <laughs> So. Well, I'm going to help, I think. Okay. This, this might be hard for you, Sean. Just just swallow your pride. Yeah. You don't know squat. You're not mm. squat. You're not Sean McVay, the coach of the Rams. Mm. You're not the wonderkind. You're not the youngest NFL coach ever. You're just a dumbass with a baby. <laughs> all, all right? You are. There's going to be things that are tough. The baby is going to like his or her mother more than you. You're going to be holding the baby when it gets a little older, and when mother walks in, they're going to reach for them. Reach, reach. And you're going to want to hold it if something's not going to happen. Also, when it comes to assembling things and, and all sorts of baby beds and, and, and nurseries, it's, just, it's going to be really hard. Just swallow your pride and say you can't do it. Write a check if you have to, or let your wife do it. And especially when it comes to installing that damn car seat. Oh it is the most difficult goodness. thing to do. You could go 19-0 and 0 before you install that car seat, Sean. And <laughs> I really mean that. Just say I can't do it. Swallow your pride. Go down to the local fire station. Be like, hey, guys, how you doing? Can you install this for me? Because you're going to, as I've said before, you got to get it in. You got to get your knee up. You got to tuck. It's going to hurt your fingers. It's going to hurt your knuckles. And the problem with installing a car seat is it's not like putting together a bookshelf yeah. where at the end of it, there's extra pieces you didn't use and it's wobbly. If there's extra pieces you didn't use here, your kid is not safe. So you have to really, really get it right. And it's impossible so swallow that pride. You're a great coach. 
Off the bat, you're going to be a terrible dad. We all are. You learn. So at the first, you take a few L's, mm. okay? Take a few L's, start 0 and 3, and then you make the comeback. Just swallow your pride, Sean. We all do. You took enough L's last you, year. Or you could fly Schrager out when he's out there in LA for the Fox for weekends, yeah, and he me, can, he can yeah, build something for try. you. I could try. You're varsity. Yeah, I've been working. Yeah. I got two. I've been working. Awesome. Yeah. I know. Got that, for got that stroller during the break. Right? Stroller, I crushed. Yeah. I'll just Dominated. give him. I'll just Bumble give him ride six, era shout out. I'll just give him six quick words. Give him another one. Six quick words for Coach. I can do that for you. That's it. Just, oh, I can do yeah, that I for you. That. Veronica, I can do that for you. And then figure it out later what it is. Just Great. say, I can do Good that point. for you, and then move on. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.